Welcome to today's Word of Mom Radio here on the Word of Mom Media Network. I'm your host, Dory DiCarlo, and you know we are here week after week, show after show, just breaking those myths that mompreneurs and businesswomen, especially those of us building our businesses from home, that we're just dabbling in between bake sales and getting our nails done, we're not. We are smart, we are savvy, and we are sharing the wisdom of women in business and in life. And I am looking forward to bringing today's guest on the show. Teresa Chase began her career in the mid-1980s at a small independent TV station in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Moving to Traverse City, she worked at the local ABC affiliate as a producer, writer, editor, and director. In the mid-1990s, she ghostwrote two features and two shorts. However, after working as a producer on two independent films, she walked away from the industry. In 2009, Teresa started her journey back through a series of coincidences. Her time away from film and television gave her the strength and courage to turn impossible into I'm possible. Kaleidoscope Film and Television combines the best of old school storytelling with modern technologies, producing projects based on age, gender, and ethnic diversity, it will be breaking stereotypes in front of and behind the cameras, especially for women, Native Americans, and veterans. Much like a cooperative, CAFT will be bringing together teams who want to challenge the industry and push the limits of their talents. So with all that being said, Teresa, welcome to Word of Mom Radio. Dory, thank you for hosting me. I was looking forward to this because we've got a lot in common, and I think we're going to be able to, you know, to stir up uh, the pot really well together. I think so, too. You know, it's so fun. I love Teresa and I know each other online. We've been connected online. Every time I hear someone say, I spent too much time online, you're not doing it right. If you're not actually connecting with people and making friendships and things like that, you're just up there putting up stuff. So. Yeah. In watching everything that was going on with her, I just invited her to the show. It's like, I would love to share everything that you are doing. So you have some studio projects that are going on. I wanted to talk about the first one, Horses and Heroes. Tell us a little about it and who is going to be involved in that. Well, it started off as an episode for another series that I was working on. I'm a wildlife advocate, and I love horses. And Spirit of a Nation was going to be a combination of talk show documentary about the past, present, and future of horses. When I started doing the research on equine therapy for veterans, I realized there was a much greater need. So I set Spirit aside and focused on horses and heroes. What it's going to be doing is telling the veteran stories as they work together to find new coping skills for their physical and emotional challenges. It's going to combine equine therapy with peer support therapy to create an overall healing experience. And most people don't know that working with horses does amazing things 
on the physical, the emotional, and spiritual level. They reflect the handler. So you're able to understand and you know, see your triggers. And when once you understand what the core issue is, you can start, you know, working on finding new ways to cope. But they all most people also don't know that when you ride a horse, you use the same muscle that you use when you walk. So it strengthens the body, but it helps the mind move forward as well. And there are so many veterans in need. When I started this journey, there was, you know, they said that it was 22 a day that were committing suicide. I recently heard the number was down to 17. 17 is still too high, but if those numbers are still incorrect because most of the, the states don't record, you know, the veteran's suicide. Either they don't keep track of them or it's suicide by cop, suicide by uh, car accident, suicide by violence. And so the, those numbers are really low. When the number was listed as 22 by the VA, most veterans organizations said the number was closer to 200 oh. because yeah, they didn't leave a note. And if they don't leave a, leave a note, it wasn't list, listed as suicide. But if you do the low, slow, hard suicide of substance abuse or getting involved with crime and doing suicide by cop, it also doesn't include all the homeless vets who aren't identified as vets, who died just of simple neglect. So there is still a great need. And talking to, to civilians, vets have a way of talking. They, especially those who have comic experiences, that they know they know the dodges. They can see, you know, when a person is, you know, in need. And they know how to bring them back, but they also know how to call them on the bull. So... Yeah, the peer support is the best. And when you combine that with equine therapy, you're going to have a really good healing experience, not only for the vets in each season, but the vets who watch. When you enlist in the service, whatever branch of that service is, you are signing a blank check exactly. to your country that is payable up to everything, including your life. Mm-hmm. And to think that there are veterans out there being neglected that served their country mm-hmm. and come back with PTSD or catastrophic injuries and everything else, there is nothing we shouldn't be giving our veterans. They shouldn't be wondering where they're going to live, how they're going exactly. to survive. It is, you know, my daddy and my grandfather both were Marines. And when my daddy got sick, thank God the VA did everything for my dad. He wasn't just sequestered in a horrible little place. He was in a good facility. He had to mention that it went into Alzheimer's. He had to have 24-hour care. And they didn't turn their back on him, you know. But when I see people just so callously treating a veteran, I'm sorry, you know what? I thank God every single day. And any time I see a veteran, I'll see somebody with a hat or what. And I thank them every time for their service. because I thank them and welcome back, them back to the world. That's exactly right. Because you know what? They're putting that uniform on for all of us like us that mm-hmm. weren't brave enough to put that uniform on. You know, who weren't going. And you know what? I don't care if they went in because 
they knew it was a way to get a good education or whatever. I don't care. You served your country. Yes, you should be able to get your college education. Yes, oh, you definitely. should be able to get veterans housing and all of these other things that they lure you in with, saying that this is the benefits of being in the service. And then, oh, but sorry, we're taxing the system. And then you have yeah. people that argue, well, you know, our veterans are this, but immigrants are that. And it's like, you know what? They're two separate departments. Yeah. The veterans have nothing to do with child care. They have nothing to do with immigration. They have nothing to do with those policies and the money that goes into them. The people who try to connect them are the ones who are trying to take benefits from both. Absolutely. I'm like, ding, ding, ding. There's the answer on that. But you know what? I want, since we don't have a lot, I want to talk about your next project. Okay. I want to talk about Never Say Goodbye because it sounds so interesting. Well, Never Can Say Goodbye takes the ghostly genre to a place that's never gone before. And I combine Michigan's past with its present. I used reincarnation to do it. So it is back in the 1950s. Sarah Jane dies in childbirth. And her little girl survives. And her husband, Randolph, ends up marrying a woman because his little Randy can't use formula. Audrey falls in love with uh, Randolph, who is still in love with, with Sarah Jane. He trapped, you know, he, her, Sarah Jane's spirit is trapped in the house, you know, protecting, her, you know, her little girl. Because Audrey is so jealous of Randy and the, his love for Sarah Jane, she ends up killing the little girl. And eventually she ends up killing Randolph as well. The little, uh, Randy's spirit uses herself to free her mother's spirit. So Sarah Jane Randolph and Audrey reincarnate. But this little girl's spirit is trapped in the house. And she can only be freed when they forgive enough to let go and remember the love. And so she's trapped. With the help of the living, the three of them returned to Coyote Springs. And now they have to choose between forgiving and seeking the revenge they were denied in the past. So it is it, by combining the reincarnation, it takes the ghostly genre to a place that's never gone before. But it also focuses on that, yes, everybody makes mistakes. It's what you do afterwards. If you, when we forgive and remember the love, we are free to move forward. The one at, at the end, which I will not tell you, who chooses to continue on the same path is finally held accountable. So originally, the one uh, character, uh, Amanda, was written for Catherine Hepburn. And to tell you how old, when I, when I first wrote this, she, uh, Catherine Hepburn uh, had re just retired. And I found her without the use of the Internet. And I wrote, wrote her this wonderful letter saying, I wrote this character for you, and I sent her the script. And I got a, a wonderful note back going, thank you very much. It's a wonderful script. Um, however, I've been retired. And so me being me, I wrote back, please, please, I wrote this for you. And it would be wonderful. It would be wonderful. And she wrote back, thank you very much. But I've retired. And if I had known then what I know now, I would have pushed it. Because there's always various forms of, of retirement. But if I had produced it back then, I would have entered the, into the industry before I was ready. And 
Granted, uh, the script was set, set on the shelf collecting dust for a very long time, and it has been since rewritten, and it's a much better script. And I'm, I'm also a much stronger writer and producer, which is why I am choosing to produce it myself. I could have sold it a couple of times, but I wasn't for certain that they wouldn't turn it into crap. And it, the biggest, you know, there is a couple of scuffles and an off-scene uh, gunshot, but basically there is no violence. There's, you know, no sex. There's no bad language. Um, it's just scary. So you could take, you know, a child um, and not be embarrassed. They would probably be bored, so I wouldn't recommend it, but it's going to be PG-13. And it's, I compare it to Ghost and the Others. And I've got this excellent cast, and I'm looking forward to getting it going. The package for the studio is in front of investors, and I'm just waiting for them to say yes. And that's what's, you know, it's, it's a foot race to which investor says yes. Wow. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. Send out some good mojo for those investors yeah. while we listen to some great words from our sponsors. We'll be right back here on Word of Mom Radio. She is brave. She is strong. She is you because you're that woman who's got a product or a service that you're looking to promote or you're out there seeking to support other women in business to help women learn, network, and build the businesses of their dreams because when you win, we win. We all know a survivor. Some of our friends and family have made it through difficult times. Some of us don't make it. Losing a loved one to cancer, a car accident, or any other unfortunate event can be crippling and unavoidable. But one of the hardest subjects to talk about is suicide. Too often, our youth decide that leaving this place is easier than facing the struggle forced upon them every day. More than one in four children go through some form of bullying or another. Most of us survive with scars. But for some, the inner demons created cannot be recognized or treated in time to ensure they make it through. Bullying in every form is very much avoidable. It starts with me, and it starts with you. This is Kelly Carius from No Such Thing as a Bully, reminding you to do your part when you see bullying happen. If you don't know what that is, call 403-447-4404 or go to nosuchthingasabully.com. Don't let the name fool you because stadiumbags.com has a line of clear bags that enable you to use your phone and your smart devices without removing them from your bag. Not only that, but the product is so good it'll stand up to the cleaning solvents that you need to use now to make sure that when you come home, you come home safely. So take a look at stadiumbags.com. You'll see why we're your clear choice because safety it's in the bag. And we're back here on Word of Mom Radio. We are talking with Teresa Chase. We were just talking about her new movie that she is waiting for backing for, Never Can Say Goodbye. And, you know, it's very interesting to me because, you know, my movies, I don't know, you know, reincarnation. Does it happen? Do we have past lives and things? Twice in my life, I met someone. And the first time it was this friend of mine, Malcolm, a friend of my girlfriend was like, I got to introduce you to my buddy, Malcolm. You're going to love this guy. And I met him and we shook hands and I just went, whoa. Mm -hmm. And he goes, what? I was like, I've known you from a previous life. And he jumped about five feet and then mm -hmm. came back and said, 
I can't believe you said that because I had the exact same feeling. Yep. That I've already known you in a different lifetime. He was like, I've never even believed in reincarnation. I said, you know, I don't know. I was always on the fence with it, but I definitely believe in it now. And then five or six years later, I was helping this woman build a bed and breakfast for a wounded vets and a family member in Alvin, Texas. And she was doing this psychic evening. And this woman, Eileen, walked in. And we both looked at each other and we were like, there you are. And we were hugging each other. And she goes, you know each other? And we both went, yeah, from a past life. Like that. Yeah. As we saw each other, it was like, oh, my gosh. It's the only two times in my life that has ever happened to me. But it just really solidified. Yeah. That, you know, things like this can happen. I mean, it's like thinking the Earth is the only planet in this universe that has oh. life on it. You know, yeah, I mean, right. how no, can that... possibly be to actually think this? So why yeah. can't things like this happen? So I love that you're delving into that. And now I want to go to the other project, Chalice Island. So tell us a little about that. Chalice Island is a heart project. I am a longtime Dark Shadows fan. And I, I, I used to run home from grade school to watch it, you know, in the afternoons. I'm one of those that, you know, was a dark shadows. And I was, you know, the sharp little kid. My, school, my grade school was like four blocks away. And I used to make it before the end of, of the, the, the opening credits or the opening um, commercial. So in about three minutes, I did about four blocks. And I was like three feet tall. But a few years ago, I had a radio show called Until You Walk the Path, You Don't Know Where It Goes. And I had the chance to host David Selby. And towards the end, I was teeing up to ask him to be part of another project called Eye of Ra. And he started talking about how Warner had leased on the, uh, the Dark Shadows rights was up and that the original cast wanted to do a, a new, another movie that was more in style with the series. And he suggested that I write something. And I was like, I've been writing this since I've been like eight years old. So he, Dave, you know, David Selby got me into this. And so I wrote up something that picked up threads that Dan Curtis left behind. Well, Warner renewed its rights uh, because go figure, the Curtis family went with them instead of this, this woman who was an unknown. So what I did is I edited out the dark shadows, created a completely new project called Chalice Island. And I wrote, uh, there's about six characters I wrote with the dark shadows actors in mind. And so I presented to them, I do have some interest. And I think once it's funded, that will be even, a, you know, I can get them on board, which would be it would put me over the moon because even today they are amazing. Laura Parker, I still consider the most beautiful woman in the world. Growing up, I thought she was totally amazing. Yes, she, you know, she came off as evil, but as the adult, I look back, she was just a very wounded soul. Most of them were very wounded souls. So Chalice Island was created. It's also the pilot for a new TV series. So again, I take the past, I, where it, the, it starts off, is at the Civil War. Jacqueline and Jackson's 
mother has been murdered and raped. They think it was done by Union soldier. Alberto, and Alberto is the one who manipulates them. There's a lot of things going on here. He wants to use them because their family line is very spiritually powerful and is connected to the energy that is keeping an evil entity imprisoned. So he can't you know, go out into the world. So he manipulates them. He turns them evil. So they uh, have the, you know, they have this really long life. The only caveat is, is that one of them all, always has to be on the island. And so they take their time. You know, they come, one comes and stays for a while. And as they're supposedly aging, they, you know, someone comes in, one of the other comes and takes their place. They go, they leave, and so there's always one on the island. In the 1970s, Jacqueline is the one who's on the island, and she meets Morgan. And his love for her heals her soul and frees her from wanting to do harm. And she breaks the cycle. And to escape, uh, you know, the consequences, they leave the island. Alberto is furious because the evil entity is holding him accountable so they make a wager if he can bring Jacqueline back and get the chalice back he will get more power than he ever knew existed if he fails Alberto will face the consequences for all of them it opens up with you know he has finally found them and to get him get Jacqueline to come back he sends a vampire to bite her son and haul him back. So she she has to decide to save her son. She must give herself up for judgment and return the chalice. If she doesn't, her son is damned and becomes a vampire. Who she, yeah, they're going to have to end up killing. She finds an alternative, mm-hmm. and I'm going to leave you with that. Oh. So. <laughs> nice. I. I would really like to work with the original Dark Shadows cast. They are my first option. And granted, they are above the, uh, the age of consent, so to speak. But if I can't get who I need, I will alter it, the casting and the characters, to go with a, um, a younger group. So my first choice is the original cast, but they're not my only option. You know, it's amazing because in listening to the three different projects in sharing your bio in the beginning and everything you embody the fact that really is never too late to just change what you're doing in your life you really aren't you know it took me a long time to believe in myself I am of the age group well we both are where we grew up hearing that you know what women should be you know these nice little homemakers you know raising little youngins and you know serving their man and like no uh from the age of five on up i never wanted to be married and i never wanted to have children my kids have fur uh fur and four legs and you hear one of them in the background going oh mom dinner time and she yeah she can deal uh they're they're, you know my kids are so spoiled they make paris hilton look deprived (laughs) you know i laugh with people though because you know, it's funny. I actually, I was the complete opposite. All I ever wanted to be was a mom. Mm-hmm. So I love being a mom. I love being a grandmother. I love pets. I don't want a pet because that is a lifetime of a two-year-old. It's a yeah. perpetual two-year-old. 
Your yep. children outgrow you. They move on. They hopefully give you grandchildren, which is icing on the cake. Your cat, your dog, this is a lifetime, their yep. lifetime commitment. You yep. don't get to just pick up and go and yeah. stuff like that. They're not going to outgrow needing you or anything else. So I think it is a much bigger responsibility being a fur baby's pet than being a human's parent. I really human, do. I think human children scare me. Bigger. Yeah. Human children scare me because I don't understand them. You know, when they get to be, you know, mid-teens, they start being cool because you, I can understand what they're saying. <laughs> but children, especially the younger ones, you know, I end up agreeing to things that are bad because I don't understand what they're saying. There's a lot of, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> That's interesting. Where's your mom? Come save me. Because <laughs> it's like, um, if it was possible, I, you know, when children come in, I would be under the, the couch hissing or on top of the refrigerator hiding. So you would have been great in the old Victorian days where children came for an hour after tea yes. and the nanny took care of them. Did you ever watch Downton Abbey? I love, I, I'm a Downton Abbey fan. And one of my favorite lines between Maggie Smith and Penelope Wilton, she says to Violet, I never pictured you as somebody being involved with your children. I figured you just saw them for an hour after tea. And she was like, yes, but it was an hour every day. Yeah. <laughs> I personally have a lot of respect for people that knew early on that they didn't want to be a parent. Yeah. You know, too many people shouldn't be parents who are. Oh, they yeah. should have made the decision early on because now they are and they hate it. You know, again, yeah. for me, it was, I, it was for me a, a calling. It, it always yeah. was. That's why, you know, I have so many kids that call me mom. So many kids that I used to, I was the person where foster care and the police would bring kids to my house to keep them out of the system. Because they would ask my kids' friends. They couldn't be at home. Do you have anywhere you know you could go where you feel you would be safe? And they would be asked to be brought to my house. And they would live with us for a day, a week, a month, a year. I didn't care. You know, yeah. we always had room. We always had food. So, but everyone has their own path. And I respect that you honored yours. I've got nieces and nephews. And, and you're a cool aunt. I, I was a cool aunt. Um, but I did it more for, you know, to get revenge on my brothers. I'm the type of aunt that got them all the, the poundy toys <laughs> and the speakers and the you know, play guitars and anything that made a noise or banged or was loud. That's all the things that I gave them. Love. Yeah. Those are the toys they let. You know what? I had my grandchildren for my birthday. It was the funniest thing because it was our first sleepover that I had just the three of us. So my mm -hmm. grandson is three and a half. My granddaughter is 17 months old. I was in the kitchen cooking. I gave them the tops of the pans, the pots yeah. of pans, so they could make symbols. And my, my sons, they were like, Mom. And I was like, bye. We're having fun. See you later. You know, just go. Because I have a noise threshold. When it mm -hmm. comes to kids, I don't even hear that stuff. They're occupied. I got yeah. to do everything I had to get done. I had a little work I had to get done. They're clanging away, banging stuff with spoons. I could care less. You know, but you know what they were, where they were, and what they were doing. Exactly. It's when you get when they, even with fur kids, when they get quiet, mm -hmm. that's when you get nervous. 
Kids never realize that. I remember my sons. It was the funniest thing. They had a fascination with our dog food. Because when my kids were little, we always had pets. Because mm-hmm. I was home anyway. I may as well have pets. And I wanted my kids to grow up with pets, and they all have them. But my sons love to eat the dog food. I used to use Eins, so it was very mm-hmm. healthy. But I'd hear quiet. I'd be like, get out of the dog food. And you'd hear them, how does she know? Because <laughs> yeah. they never clued into the fact that when you are quiet, that's when mommy knows you're doing something you're not supposed to do. Yep. Stay noisy and I'd never call. <laughs> so, Teresa, yeah. as we are wrapping all of this up, please let everyone know how they can get in touch with you. Okay. For Horses and Heroes, we are looking for a, um, a corporate sponsor who wants to be actively involved um, in, in much of the same way that Mutual of Omaha did with the Wild Kingdom. So we're offering a lot. We are also looking for cross-branding partners uh, for a lot of placement in Never Can Say Goodbye. Everything from the motorized wheelchairs to computers to soft drinks to beer. Um, If you're not a crazy person, and I emphasize, I've already had a couple of stalkers. It's no fun whatsoever. I don't recommend it at any level. Um, Give me a call at 231. 943-3298 to learn more about the projects before you call and the phone number is also on our website at kaleidoscopefilmandtelevision.com and so kaleidoscopefilmandtelevision.com is the best way to contact me. All of Teresa's links are going to be live so all of her social media links and everything else you'll be able to find on our blog talk radio page and you're going to be able to hear from Teresa again and again because she's going to be co-hosting Moms After Dark with me so we can really get into some nitty-gritty about things going on and not have to worry about what we're saying. So I'm really um, looking forward to that. And we realized it as we were doing our pre-show conversation. It was like, wait a second, we need to be on the air together. We're going to be stirring <laughs> the pot pretty good. So, Why you know, not? It, it, if you're faint of heart, you may not want to, to listen to, unless, yeah, because we're going to be speaking a lot of truth to a lot of people who don't want to hear it. And you know what? Maybe you should tune in because sometimes you got to hear it from other people. Yes. For you to actually listen to something. So yes. with that being said, Teresa, thank you so much. For Dory, thank you for, for hosting me. It's absolutely my pleasure to all of you tuning in. Thanks so much for being with us. We are going to close out with our fabulous theme song from Smith Sisters and the Sunday Drivers. So till next time, this is Dory DiCarlo saying go out and create a marvelous you. Bye for now. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is true. She is true. She is brave. She is brave. Strong.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.